to be in Jerusalem waiting for the promise of the Holy Spirit you see we have a lot of Christians who are waiting in Jerusalem and we have international visitors I'd like to welcome you You're most welcome. And uh, I'd like to say tonight, we're going to have a wonderful moment. I was sharing with you the message. We're having two weeks of the Holy Spirit. And uh, in these two weeks, I've been sharing about the Holy Spirit, baptism, and fire baptism. And tonight, because on Sunday, we are having our last Sunday, actually, of the fire baptism. And on Monday, I'll be finishing with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And I'll be prophesying to people, telling them what gift they have in their life. <laughs> we have so many Christians who they don't even know who they are. <laughs> Power of the Holy Spirit. The anointing. Today to be interesting, very interesting. I will speak few and do a lot. The kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking. It's about joy, peace, righteousness in the Holy Ghost. So don't be surprised. Today we're going to have a lot of power moving in the place. I'm telling you. So listen this. Tonight, I'd like to share a few, few things. A continuation of the fire baptism. And tonight, I'll be sharing about deliverance by fire. Say so deliverance by fire. Say so again. Deliverance by fire.
Overflow, say deliverance by fire. Deliverance by fire. Which other hole we have? Say deliverance by fire. Praise the Lord. We also have people in Hall A. Deliverance by fire. Now, listen to this tonight. I didn't mention to you the fire. Why fire? Now, the scripture says in the book of Matthew 11, sorry, 3 verse 11. I want us to read together. Matthew chapter 3 verse 11 quickly just go there first and I want us to read together one of the go read Indeed, I baptize you with water and unto repentance, but he who comes is, I mean, he who comes or who is coming after me is mightier than I. Oh, you have given us any case of your right. I baptize you with water unto repentance. I baptize you with water unto repentance. But he who comes shall baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with the fire. So there are three kinds of baptism. Holy Spirit baptism, water baptism, and fire baptism. Amen? Amen. So we have water baptism, Fire baptism and the Holy Spirit baptism. Three types of baptisms. So many Christians are familiar or they are used to the baptism of water only. But not the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And some, they are aware of the Holy Spirit baptism but not the fire baptism. So when you get baptized unto water, the result is repentance. When you are repenting your sins, you get baptized into the water. The Holy Spirit baptism, it is for you to walk in the power, in the power of God. For you to manifest God's presence. That's Holy Spirit baptism. Alright. I don't talk much now because we're going to have a lot of things happening, right? As I just told you, right? Now, the Bible says in the book of Luke chapter 3, verse 16, 1-6. The Bible says, John answered, saying to all, I need to baptize you with the water, but one man than I is coming, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to lose. He will baptize you with the water, I mean with the Holy Spirit and with the fire. 
Now verse 17, amazing. Verse 17. His winnowing fan is in his hand. And he will thoroughly clean out his threshing floor. And gather wheat into his barn. By the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Meaning that when God, when this baptism comes of fire, it says the winnow is in his hand. The fire that increases the fire. At the very same time, when we are dealing with the harvest of rice, wheat, and all other uh, similar crops of, of wheat, that is what is called the wanted and unwanted. And I want you to listen very carefully, and I'm so slow for you to understand. The only things which are removed, that's what we eat, the rice, the wheat, but the remaining stays out, unwanted. Now, the Bible says, He shall, using the unquenchable fire, He will only remove the wheat, but all the remaining shall be bent by the unquenchable fire. Hello? Meaning to say, Remember, this verse is just under the verse of fire baptism. So what does that mean to you? What does that say to you? It means when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, and when you are baptized by the fire, what happens in this? Only you, you get preserved. But every unwanted thing in your body gets bent by the fire. So if there's a sickness, it get bent by the fire. If there's anything that is deadly in your body, it gets bent. If there is a sin, the sin catches fire. Unquenchable fire. It burns it. The Bible says unquenchable fire. Are you still following? Are you still following? Yes. So fire is used for many things. And as I said, why the fire? Number one, because fire can burn. Fire has no direction. It can go to any direction. Fire has no respect. Whether you are a boss or a junior, whether a president or not a president, fire can burn you. Fire can attack you the same way it can attack everyone. Fire has no mercy. Whether it's a young baby, whether it's an old man, fire is a fire. Fire consumes. It eats up. To consume is to eat everything. Fire penetrates. It goes through. It can penetrate. And why fire? Because God himself calls himself the consuming fire. So when we talk of fire, we mean something that has got no respect, something with no direction, something without mercy, something that destroys, burns, consumes. 
This is what we're talking about. And God says, we shall get baptized by that thing that consumes, that can destroy, that can attack, that is fearless. Am I talking to somebody right here? So fire baptism is very important to Christians. Very, very important. Because how do we say it's important? Wow. We're going to go to the book of Isaiah chapter 6. Go to Isaiah chapter 6 and I'll show you something. Isaiah chapter 6. From verse 4. From verse 4. One, three, go read. Alright. Do we have smoke without fire? No. No, can somebody answer this question? No. Do we have smoke without fire? No. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now go ahead. Go ahead. said war is me all right give me good news version good news translation it says i said there is no hope for me i am doomed because every word that passes my lips is sinful and i live among a people whose every word is sinful and yet with my own eyes i have seen the king the lord almighty now go verse 6 the Bible says in verse 6, that one of the creatures flew. Now, I just want to see this. I want you to see this. One of the creatures flew down to me, carrying a burning coal. What is the burning coal? Sapphire. A burning coal that he had taken from the altar with a pair of tongues. Imagine God's altar, there is fire. And one of the angels took fire from the altar, brought the fire, and touched his lips. Now go verse 7. Verse 7, quickly. He touched my lips with the burning coal and said, This has touched your lips, and now your guilt is gone and your sins are forgiven it's a fire baptism imagine the fire didn't even feel him all what the fire did was touching his lips imagine you and i we are not having the fire on our lips we are actually baptized fire just getting fire on his lips, all his sins disappeared. Oh, are you hearing that? So I need to fire baptism in my life. Hear that? So the Bible says when he was just, it was actually a picture. It was depicting the future. 
The fire baptism. Now the Bible says he shall thoroughly clean. Which means what? When you take God, the Bible says, if you read the Bible, the Bible refers us as God. The Bible refers us as silver. As silver is refined. As God as is refined. That's the Bible says. So I shall refine my people. I shall clean my people. But I want you to know this. The process of refinery involves so much fire to remove all unwanted things out of the wanted things. Are you hearing me, somebody? So when we talk of Holy Ghost baptism, it means it is the fire that comes on a person to remove every unwanted thing out of his life. Whether sin, whatever it is, to purify. So fire can purify. Are we together or somebody is not even? Why God is called God is the consuming fire? Why not the consuming water? Here the word of the Lord is water. Jesus said, I, whosoever comes to me, will never be thirsty again. I have water to give. But when God is calling on his names, among his names, there is no God in the water. But there is the consuming fire. Why? Why is God associating himself with the fire? And the world says, he shall baptize with the Holy Ghost and with the fire. Christians who lack the fire baptism are Christians who move to and fro without even knowing where they're going. Are you hearing me, somebody? Are you hearing me, somebody? But when you are filled with the Holy Ghost and you are baptized into fire, immediately immediately something comes in your body it gets bent by the fire and you keep on moving if a sin comes in your body fire consumes it if there's something wrong fire consumes it and you keep on moving why because you're a person full of the holy ghost and fire if you're following raise up your hand i'm following Are you following? Yes. Are you following somebody? Yes. Isaiah 69 verse 9. Isaiah 69 verse 9. Just go there. I want us to read together. Sorry, Psalms 69 verse 9. Psalms. Psalms 69 verse 9. Say fire. fire. Say it again. Say fire. fire. Ever heard of Christians? Christians who go like, I, I just don't know what happens to me. They lack fire. Now read together. I want you to give me King James Version. I want you to give me the uh, King James Version. Now I, I want us to see. I want us to see how can one obtain the fire of the Holy Ghost? How can you get baptized into the baptism of fire? Now, give me the scripture. One, three, go. Read.
So you won't understand that until I show you another version. All right, now give me New Living Translation. All right, one of the go read. Can you see the fire in that scripture, right? Can you see the fire in that scripture? No, you can't see it yet. Message. Give me message translation. One of the go read. All right. Now, the love for God, your dedication to the temple, your commitment to the church can produce the fire. No, I'm going to give this scripture again. Give me good news now. Give me good news now. Give me good news. One day go read. Read again, read again together. Can you read it together so strongly and loudly? Are you there? Dedication to the temple. Your commitment to the word of the Lord. Your love for God. Your finding yourself in the house. Your commitment to the church can spark the fire in your system. Most of you, you caught the fire a long time ago, but because you didn't know. You didn't know. It's like taking a lamb and putting it under the bed. You can't see its glory until you take it out and put it where people can see. There is a fire inside of you which you don't even know. But this fire, it's what burns in you. It tells you now, go to church now. Pray now. There is fire burning, burning, fire burning. Are you hearing me, somebody? Are you hearing me, somebody? Are you hearing me, somebody? There is what? If you see Christians fail to do fasting, they lack fire. Christians who are motivated into fasting are people. It's the zeal. The fire bathes them up. Oh, and if you listen, like, oh no, um, yo, I'm gonna, you can even count. It is, you know, whatever we do for God. It's, it's what eats us up. It consumes. It burns. It burns in your body. Are you hearing me, son? The Bible says, my going to church, my dedication to your temple is like fire burning in me. Turn about. It's like fire burning everywhere. I can't just miss the church. I can't just miss prophetic channel. It's like fire. <laughs> so people wonder why. What's really happening? But it's the zeal. Now, go to John chapter 2 verse 17. I want to show you something there. John 2 verse 17. John 2 verse 17. One of the go read. 
all come on can you read together as human beings read again Ben's way. Ben's way. Disciples remembered the word of God. This is years after. It was written in the book of Psalms. Jesus came and left the disciples and alone. But they remembered the word which says, The zeal for your word, the zeal of your temple, consumes in me like a fire. If in you there is nothing like go to church, go to church, watch the TV now, he's live. If there is nothing like that, there is no fire. It is the fire. Oh, I'm talking to wrong people. It is the fire. Are you following me, somebody? Are you following me? It is the what? The fire. So I'm being eaten by the fire. Okay, so what does that mean to you? To say the zeal of your house, the dedication of your temple is like fire burning in me. Meaning, there are powers and forces which will oppose you from dedicating yourself to the temple. But because there is a fire in you, you'll find yourself in the temple. Oh, are you following somebody? So some will be like, no, 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 don't go today. But what makes you to be in the temple? The fire. So fire baptism is very important. Very, very important. The Bible didn't say going to your temple. Mm -mm. Dedication. Oh, give me back the scripture. Amen. Give me back the scripture. Quickly. Read together. One of the go read. Devotion. Do you know the meaning of devotion? Yes. Commitment. Yes. Not my going to church. Mm -mm. But my commitment. My devotion. If we see people in the church who they have got no money, but they feel like if they can have money, I would have done this for the church. That's the fire burning in their bones. Are you hearing me, somebody? What makes you to have a desire to have a devoted spirit that you want to do something for God? That you want to contribute something for God. That is the fire that is burning in you. I'm talking to the right people. So fire baptism. So number one, we have seen fire as something that can clean you from sin. It burns. When fire came on the lips of Isaiah... He was declared no good. Two, we have seen fire as a refiner. 
that can remove all unwanted things in your life. It purges. Matthew 11 verse 13. Give me Matthew 11 verse 13. Sorry, Matthew 3 verse 13. The Bible says very importantly, Matthew 3 verse 13. And that time Jesus allowed from Galilee and he came to John and the Jordan to be baptized by him. Now I want you to see this. In verse 11, the Bible speaks three baptisms. Water, Holy Spirit, and fire. Verse 12, the Bible tells us something very important. He has a winnowing. And okay, he has a winnowing shovel with him to thresh out all the grain. He will gather his wheat into his bed. But he will burn the chaff in a fire that never goes out. Run 13 says that Jesus goes to John. To do what? To have two baptisms. Number one, of water. Now, verse 14. The Bible says, But John tried to make him change his mind. I ought to be baptized by you, John said. And yet you have come to me. Verse 15. The Bible says, But Jesus answered him, Let it be so for now. For in this way we shall do all that God requires. So John agreed. Verse 16. Slowly we are going there. As soon as Jesus baptized, he came up out of the water. Then heaven was open to him. And he saw the Spirit of God. Say the Holy Spirit of God. Coming down like. Not the Holy Spirit came. Not the, not the dove came down. Carrying the Holy Spirit, no. But he came like, which means he can take different forms. He can come like a dove, he can come like a cloud, he can come like fire, he can come, he can take different forms. He is on the dove, he is God, he is the spirit, he's in the trinity of the father. Now go back to the scripture. So the spirit of God coming down like a dove and lighting on him. Verse 17. Then a voice said from heaven, This is my own dear son, with whom I am. You see the power of, of sonship. God values sonship than anything. He didn't say, This is my beloved lion of Judah. He didn't say, This is my beloved king. No. They were nice titles God could have used. But God feels more content to have somebody he can call a son. As long as we're a son. Hmm. Oh, are you there, somebody? So look at that. So he's baptized by water, number one, and then he's baptized by the Holy Spirit. He comes on him like a dove. 
So he has got how many baptisms? How many? Number one? Number two? Holy Spirit. Are you there, somebody? So there's the water baptism. And there is Holy Spirit. But he cannot baptize himself with the fire because he is the one to baptize us with the fire. And we read the scripture which says, Jesus said, I came to kindle the fire on earth and how I wish it was already kindled. So Jesus comes to kindle the fire. Now I'm going to give you a nice demonstration of a good example. All right. Just one person. One, one person. Can I have a man? Anyone else? Just come here. Come. Even you. Come here also. All right. I, I want you to come here. Come here. Okay. Sit down here. All right. And lie down. All right. Now, if this man is a sacrifice, the way... They used to sacrifice. And this man is a priest to offer a sacrifice. There were how many things involved? There was the sacrifice. There was the altar. There was fire for a sacrifice to be made. Oh, come on. Are you there, somebody? So there is the, the altar here. Then there is the sacrifice. Then there's the need of what? Fire. Without fire, there is no sacrifice. So the priest who stand here, waiting to offer a sacrifice. But without fire, there is no what? So we need what? Fire. To do what? Sacrifice. Can move out. So the Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 12, offer your body as a living sacrifice. It says offer your body as a living, not a dead one, but a living sacrifice. Oh, come on. Are you there, somebody? It says do not be conformed to the patterns, to the standards of this world. Rather, be you transformed, be you renewed, be you transformed. By what? By renewing of your mind. That you might be able to know what God's will is. He's pleasing, he's perfect, he's acceptable. I'm talking to somebody. Now, God, Romans chapter 12, verse 1. Romans, quickly. Chapter 12, verse 1. The Bible says, So then, my friends, give me King James Version. Because of God's great mercy in us, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercy of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Now, what is this sacrifice? What is the sacrifice? No, it is in your mind, your reasonable service. Meaning, the sacrifice is going to happen in your reasoning capacities. I'm talking to somebody. 
it is the service of reasoning it is a reasonable service you must think i am a sacrifice it's about reasonable is you must think about it oh come on give me give me verse 2 of romans verse 2 quickly the bible says and be not conformed to this world to conform means what to conform means what to suit to suit because everybody's drinking i must drink too because everybody's dressing in this way i must dress in this way too it is you are conforming you are like of the world the bible says do not be conformed give me the script again and be not conformed to this world but be you transformed metamorphosed be you metamorphosed huh. be you transformed by the renewing of your mind it's not about what you think the whole game is in your mind it is your reasonable service it's about decision making it's about yes it's about no it's about i can't do this it's about i can do this it's about no to this friend yes to this friend it is your reasonable service are you hearing me somebody but remember it's a sacrifice meaning if your reasonable service there is no sacrifice you can't reason according to the will of god now that's why the bible is continuing give me the verse the bible is continuing to god's will now it says and be not conformed to this world but you be you transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and the perfect will of god how many how many wills of god are there good one two acceptable and three perfect how many all right but if we go to um niv we'll find the fourth will now we have got good will there go back to king james go back to king king james good good will acceptable will and perfect will what you are doing is either the good will of god or the acceptable will of god or the perfect will of god but now this is the fourth one in niv go to niv do not conform any longer the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind then you will be able to test and approve what god's will is his good pleasing and perfect so i've got the pleasing as the fourth one. Oh, come on i'm talking to the wrong people so we have got the good will said the good will now what is god's good will the good will is anything that it will benefit you. For example, is it a good thing for you to be promoted? Yes. Is it a good thing? Yes. Then that's goodwill. So there are things which are just good. It's the good will of God for you to get married. Good will of God for you to have a child. It's the good will of God for you to have promotion. It's a good will. But not perfect. It's a good will. Now, we have another will called pleasing will. Say the pleasing will. What is the pleasing will? The Bible says, this is my son, in whom I am well pleased. Meaning, in this will, you only qualify if you do something 
that has pleased God. For example, Jesus was higher than John. For Jesus to humble himself and get baptized by John, it was a big test which Jesus was supposed to go through. But because he obeyed, God was pleased. So the pleasing will is anything that you do and God will be pleased. He didn't say you should do it, but after you do it, God will be what? Pleased. For example, God didn't say go and preach, but if you go and preach and people receive Jesus, God will be what? Pleased. So it becomes the pleasing will. I'm talking to wrong people. So the pleasing will. Now we have acceptable. So acceptable will, for example, let's give an example of Elon. Say Elon. Moses, God said to Moses, I want you to go and redeem the Israelites. But Moses said, no, I don't know how to talk. God said, I created your mouth. I'll give you ability to talk. But the Bible says he refused. He said, can you send somebody to go with me? God said, no. He said, please, send somebody. God accepted. Now it became acceptable will. You are praying, God, I just want this man to marry me. God will accept. That is not perfect. It is just acceptable will. So God accepted. Oh, are you there? God accepted. Yes. Since you are demanding. Yes. But it was not the perfect. The perfect will of God was that Elon should not be involved in the trip. But because he prayed God to accept, God what? Accepted. God doesn't want to give you that job. But because you are saying, God of Major One, I know you are powerful. God will accept. It will become acceptable will. Not perfect. So God did not want it. He said, I want it. God said, okay. Since you want it, Alon, come here, go with him. And you know what happened? God changed the whole story. He said, Now, Aaron, you become a prophet to Moses. Moses said, Oh, God, what is this now? I thought I just called him to escort me. No, he will become your prophet. Acceptable will is dangerous. When Moses was in the bush, he took a rod, threw on the ground, it became a snake. Praise God, it was all the days. If I can do that now, oh my goodness. <laughs> now, so Moses took the stick, threw on the ground, and it became a, a snake. Now, that miracle, Moses was so happy. I can, I can throw my stick, it can become a snake. I will do this before people. But guess what? When they went to a house of fellow, it was not Moses who took his stick and threw on the ground. It was Aaron. The anointing was divided. What was supposed to be on Moses went on Aaron. That's the danger of acceptable will. Because you're pressurizing God, insisting on God. God will accept, but that's not the perfect. I have seen so many daughters coming, Papa, when, is, when am I getting, even if I say, no, wait. They don't want to wait anymore. 
they are looking for the acceptable will which is the most dangerous will you get it god says yes but at the end you meet problems because it was acceptable will if god's perfect will says you will get married at the age of 45 wait until you are 45 let the perfect will happen no i'm talking to the wrong people so god's perfect will am i preaching to wrong people or because of time let me stop here preach black man can i go ahead oh i want to go with aaron god said go alone i want to go with aaron who told you to partner with that person in business it's the reason why your business is going down. God wanted you to go along. Oh, are you hearing me, somebody? God wanted you. If it is the perfect will of God, then praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. There are so many people who came to me to say, I want to work with you. I said, no. Someone said, yes. Because it is all about perfect will of God. Oh, are you following somebody? Are you following somebody? Sometimes the perfect of God is so confusing. You can't even understand it. But that's what we say. Let your will be done. The perfect will of God. It is the will of God. That is in heaven as well as on earth. Not on earth only. That's why Jesus said when you are praying. You must say our father who art in heaven. That will be done as it is in heaven. Not as you are willing on earth to be in heaven. No, but as it is in heaven to happen on earth. Not, not the way other around. The Bible says the Lord is my shepherd. Meaning he is the one who will shepherd me. The, oh, come on, come on, come on, come on. Then the Bible says he leads me. He leads me. Not I lead him. No. He leads me. He uh, overflow, overflow. He leads. Oh, are you there, somebody? He leads me. Not say, oh God, there's a there's a breakthrough there. I wanted it. That is now you leading God. But he leads me. Beside. That's why when God wants you alone, do it alone. Not all, oh, eh, God has given you a breakthrough or a connection. I'm just telling you only. God was like, no, my goodness, I didn't want you to share this to somebody. This was only for you. Come on, I'm not talking to somebody. So, Elon, Elon, you are not needed in this journey. But because Moses has insisted, go. So they became acceptable will. Are you following? But let's see. What happened number one? Anointing was divided. What was supposed to be on Elon alone was given to, I mean on Moses alone was given to Elon. Number two, miracles were divided. The miracles which are supposed to be done by Moses. His biggest miracle of Moses was turning a stick into a snake. 
Now, that was his biggest miracle was being performed by Aaron. Mm. I have seen many pastors closing their church because they mentored a wrong son who eventually when he became like them, he divided the whole church, took some members and left because the pastor did not descend. The one I'm involving, is it the perfect or acceptable? Me, when I sense that before you leave, before you divide my church, I release them. I say, oh my son, thank you for being with me. Go and open your own church. The remover of the rebabative homongous banquidious banquidism to avoid so the perfect will say the perfect will no speech never the perfect will was that Moses should go alone. But he involved who? He involved who? Ask your number. Are you not moving with Elon? You? Ask your number. Are you not moving with Elon? Now, listen to this. Now, when they were now in the wilderness, the worst part now, listen to this. Moses went to fasting for 40 days and nights. He came back from the mountain with 10 commandments of God. Moses, one, hungry. Two, weak. Three, he's carrying the most important stone where there are 10 commandments. He comes down. He finds Aaron has made an idol and he has told everyone to start worshiping the idol Moses became so angry and broke the stone and he eventually he ended up going back to the mountain for another 40 days why Elon Elon became an idol worshiper and convinced the people that Moses had worked for 44 all these years to become worshiping Elon corrected an offering. Ladies and gentlemen, listen very well. When Moses was around, Aaron never corrected any offering. When Moses went out, the Bible says Elon corrected an offering to a level whereby women were taking their earrings, nose rings, to give as an offer. I don't know what type of preaching was that preaching, but he preached when Elon. <laughs> the tremendous tranquilizer of the prinkle sinker prophetic movement are you here somebody you must make sure people who you are connected to it is the perfect will of god i don't give my puppet to people just like that never if i give you this puppet it means there is the perfect Yes, I, I want to preach way. Wait, wait, wait. Oh. Oh, no. 
say your name, but are you following or you're being followed? Now Moses broke with the commandments of God. But who was the problem? But who invited the Elon? Who invited him? In Numbers chapter 12, Numbers chapter 12, we hear the Bible saying, Elon began to gossip. Chapter 12, Elon began to, to speak. You see, you see, how can he be, how can he, how can he go out with that girl? Elon had a wife. I mean, Moses had a wife. And he went to take another woman from Ethiopia. Now, Elon was like, wait. He began to gossip. I'm telling you. And God came down. Elon, come here. Why are you gossiping, my prophet? black men why are you gossiping Moses was like I know I know who are you gossiping with Miriam Miriam come here and the Bible said God cursed Miriam I don't know how many people are cursed because of gossiping men of God and they're wondering why their things are not moving ah, hallelujah there's somewhere wrong People you gossip, you don't know their covenant with God. Me, God told me, anyone who shall speak against you, I shall make their life miserable. That's it. And I know when people are gossiping, I just look at them and they say, keep on doing it. It's not me who will suffer. I, me, I'm getting stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger and I'm telling you you can't even say oh papa has taken four steps backwards never everything I'm keeping on moving but the question is you how is your life people who gossip how is your life Oh, so you may be praying for a car. God says, wait. Father, I want a car tomorrow. God says, okay. Eh? That becomes what? Acceptable. Is it perfect? It is what? Ask your neighbor what you're passing through. Wait for the perfect will. Acceptable will? You've been problems. Another man who went through acceptable was Nehemiah. The perfect will of God was that he must die. So God sent a prophet. Oh, what a death. Where a prophet comes to house to announce that you are dying tomorrow. What a nice death. But he said, no, add more years. The Bible says he prayed and God what? Accepted. In the years that God accepted, God gave him 14 more years. But ladies and gentlemen, on the eighth year, he called people from Babylon to come and see everything in the temple. The secret things. And God became angry. 
and he said because of this the whole country the same people you are showing they'll fight you kill people of your country capture everyone to babylon if you hear the story of shadrach meshach and abednego that they were born in babylon it's because of the sin of nehemiah in the 14 years which god had added if nehemiah didn't have the 14 years additional more years to live they couldn't be babylon the Israel stayed 70 years in captivity because of the sin which he did in the acceptable time. If Nehemiah died when a prophet said you're going to die, I was so sure that he went to heaven. But now I'm not sure whether he went to heaven or to hell. How sure I am? Because when he was praying, his prayer to live more years, these were his words. Oh Lord, remember the works I do for you and how righteous I am. Which means by that time he was what? Righteous. But the thing is, did he die righteous? He did the sin that made the whole Israel, the whole Israel, the whole country to be taken captive because of acceptable That moment when people clap hands where they don't know what, what they're doing, whether it's acceptable or perfect. That moment when people are having questions in their mind, like, oh, is that perfect or Overflow. That moment when you are. <laughs> when they're asking themselves, is that the boyfriend perfect or acceptable? <laughs> they're like this, oh my goodness, is that, is that guy perfect or. <laughs> acceptable will has got consequences. The people who they're telling you today, oh my boyfriend left me. All this happened, all that happened because it was not the perfect will of God. Say perfect and acceptable. Now go back to the scripture which we're reading, Romans 12, verse 2. All that teaching is coming from there, right? And be not conformed to this world. But be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. That you may prove what is that good, acceptable, perfect will of God. But how would you do that? It is when you present yourself as a what? A living sacrifice. Now there is no sacrifice without fire. So why people are missing the perfect will of God? Because they have not given themselves as a living sacrifice. In other words, they are not baptized into the fire baptism. So because they are not baptized in the fire baptism, they lead God instead of God leading them. So fire baptism does not just come. It comes with the Holy Ghost baptism. So the baptism of the Holy Ghost, eventually there's fire baptism. 
So in this level, you don't lead yourself and don't let God lead you. I mean, don't lead God, but God leads you. The Bible says, for those who are led by the Holy Spirit are the sons of God. So you are led by the Holy Spirit. This job, wait now, this car, this man, this way, this direction. You are led by the Holy Spirit. But how would you be led? Is when you allow yourself to live as a living sacrifice. But there's no sacrifice without fire. So the Holy Ghost baptism and the fire baptism makes you... Oh, I'm talking to people. If you hear people saying, I don't know what, where this ghost will, or I don't know. It means they are not baptized by the Holy Ghost and they are not having the fire baptism. You know it. Your spirit tells you not this. No, 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 no. This one, yes. You don't even argue. It becomes so strong because it's God leading you. Oh, I'm not talking to people, right? People are wasting their time with acceptable will. Their energy, their effort. Applying into companies which is not even God is saying yes. And praying and pressing God, Father, please. And it was not the perfect will of God for David to marry Bathsheba. It wasn't God's will. God said, don't marry her. But he married her. And God said, okay. I have accepted the marry her. God actually accepted marry her. God said, David, you will build my temple. But when God accepted for him to marry Bathsheba, God said, now I've changed my mind. You will not build my temple. But a child born in Bathsheba, David was like, God, what's this? I thought I'm supposed to build your temple. I said, no, 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 no. Not a child from your wife will build either. But a child from another woman will build the temple. Eh? <laughs> Tell your neighbor, acceptable and perfect. One, one, one of my pastors came to me some years ago and said, Please, 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 Papa, pray for me. I want to marry this girl. I said, Why? She's so beautiful. If, if you, Papa, you pray for me and I marry this woman. I will be your son forever. So I asked him a question. I said there was, I said there was a man who married a very wonderful, beautiful lady. And this beautiful lady, she was so good for him, amazing for him. And one day they had a car accident. 
and she lost her eye. And all her face was crushed. And the man divorced the woman. I said to him, if you were you, a brother of this woman, how could you feel? He said, bad. I said, exactly. That's what you're doing. You are marrying somebody because it's beautiful. And when one day she goes through the same situation, she becomes ugly, you will leave her for another beautiful woman. I said, don't marry because she's beautiful. If a woman thinks I'll get married because of my beauty, or beloved because I'm beautiful, then that's wrong. It means you are planting a wrong reason why a man must love you. Completely a wrong reason. Because the day you see somebody more beautiful than you, he will love them too. Suspects are being spotted. <laughs> All right, turn number perfect, acceptable, good, and pleasing. Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. Hot D, say it again. Again. Oh, you are the following. <laughs> so the only thing that can separate the perfectude of God from the acceptable, it is the fire. Am I preaching? The whole atmosphere has changed. People with the questions, no answers. We need, to, we need to pray for the anointing of many, many take care of. <laughs> ah. Clap hands for the Lord if you can. <laughs> Jeremiah 20 verse 9, our last verse for tonight. And then we do some crazy things. Jeremiah 20 verse 9. I wish I don't do anything after this message. So that the message can, you can go home and think about this. This is the good message for you, I'm telling you. True? Meta one, the legendary prophetic teacher. All right. We read together. One, three, go read. What has happened? What, what did it happen when you say read and some people are not reading, just watching like this? Is it, is it uh, too much anointing or too much demonic influence? Oh, 
Now, I, I'm not speaking as a prophet. I'm telling you as a, now I'm operating as a teacher. Now, when you have a teacher at school, he wants all students to do the same things at the same time. So I want you to do the same things, all of you together. Even you, in fact, I'm talking to those who are watching. What does it mean when we say read and they're just like this? You with your glasses, you're putting your glasses like this. <laughs> All right. One of the go read. Did you hear that? That's the fire I want to release in your bones. It was like fire burning where? So we have said, devotion to church sparks fire. The Bible says, for the disciples remembered that the devotion to the temple brings fire. It consumes now, number two, the word of God. The Bible said the word of God was like fire burning up. So how do you quench the fire of the Holy Ghost? By not being in the temple, devotionally. Number two, by not living in the word. The word of God starts the fire. I'm talking to people, let me go to... Thessalonians chapter 5 from verse 15 one of the go read Sixteen. One three go. Seventeen. Eighteen. Nineteen. Twenty. One three go. I don't understand people who despise prophesy. The Bible says despise not prophesy. How can you despise prophesy? By quenching the spirit. Now, go back. Go back to verse 19. Alright, give me good news. Alright, so in, in you, there are gifts. A lot of, some of you are the gift of healing. Yet your mother is sick at home. But because you don't know the gift you carry. On a Monday, as I've said, on Monday, I'll be dealing with gifts of the Holy Spirit. 
and I'll be telling people the gifts they carry. All right. Your clapping hands is affected with the bacteria. <laughs> All right. Now, go, go back. Go back to the scripture. I want you to give me message translation. One of the glory. Don't suppress the spirit. Don't. Don't suppress. All right. Give me new living. New living translation. Give me American standard. American. Quench not the spirit. Quench not the spirit. You know to quench? Do you know the meaning of to quench? What's a quench the fire? It means what? Huh? Now, how can you say quench not the spirit? How can you say that? Quench not the spirit. And it means the spirit is fire. The spirit mentioned in here is what? That's what the Bible says to the priest. Keep the fire. Are we ready? Yes. Are you ready, somebody? Yes. Offer your body a living. There is no sacrifice without what? Can you be answering these questions very well? without sacrifice they don't understand the will of God they don't this is why they start this business a wrong one they prayed for God give them a financial breakthrough start a business and God did it God accepted and they began a business it didn't work because it was not a perfect will of God for that business it went down or maybe this one or maybe that one. Some of us we hit the same, the straight, perfect. Say, <laughs> <laughs> so I connect. Perfect. Anything that I started, starting in myself, never went down. Unless somebody was starting it. Unless somebody was starting it on my behalf, but not me. Tonight. The purpose is like fire. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Burning in my shit. Oh, come on, come on, come on. It's like fire. Burning in my bones. Oh, are you hearing me, somebody? Yes. Say, so I need fire baptism. I need fire. It will quench, it will remove every sin. It will purify, it will cleanse you, it will refine you, it will separate you. Are you hearing me, somebody? Yes. That is for you as a person. On Sunday, I will deal with the fire to your enemies.
want to write five enemies. Five names. If poverty is your enemy, write poverty. If sickness is your enemy, write sickness. If there's a person you know is your enemy, write the name of that person. Bring it here on Sunday. I want to dedicate it to the fire. Oh, are you hearing me, somebody? Fire has no respect. Fire has no direction. Fire knows no name. That's why the answer to all problems is a fire. Are you hearing me, somebody? If a king is making nonsense noise, no problem. Put the fire in his house. You will see how you run away. His owner, he will leave the house and the children inside. He will walk out and tell people, oh, I forgot my wife inside. The answer is, that's why God will punish the devil with what? So tonight I'm dealing with you. On Sunday I will deal with So today I'm dealing with you. Never forget the perfect will of God. Never. Offer your body as a living sacrifice. Fire must walk on you. Fire the Holy Ghost. Tonight it must walk on you. Now sit down. You are sitting and raise up your hands. At this moment in time, I want to ask the fire of the Holy Ghost to move in your midst. As you're sitting down. And search for me. A person having a problem of badness. Because that fire now. It has to bend the badness of that person. Now I want you to see the power of fire. I will not come where people are. But you will see. In the name of Jesus. The fire fall on that every person having this problem. Bend the spirit of badness now. <sighs> Bring them here. Bring them here first. In the name of Jesus. And it's a fire. 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 Let them kneel here. I will not touch them. Fire will finish. Remember, it's fire. Hey, it's a fire. Burn now. Everybody that's burn it. Burn it. Burn it. Burn it. Every impotency. Burn it. 
in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let's up your hands. Wherever you are, the demon of balance has been bent. As raise up your hands. Every addiction will be bent now by the fire. If you are waiting, open up your hearts. Fire, 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 fire. Burn every addiction now. Burn every addiction now. Every man, any man in this room, in the overflow, any home, with any addiction, let your addiction catch fire now. Let that demon catch fire now. Now, 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 now. Fire, 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 fire. Bring them here. Fire, fire, fire. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. spirit of witchcraft that they did against you catch fire catch fire catch fire catch fire catch fire catch fire 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 in the mighty name of Jesus in the mighty name of Jesus Drop down your hands. Only men raise up your hands. Only men, if you're a man. Consuming fire. Consuming fire. Consuming fire. Every demon affecting this man. Every demon affecting this man. Demon of stagnation. Demons of stagnation. Catch fire. 